Okay. So I was thinking of a good way to start the podcast, which if you don't know, that is uh, what you're listening to right now. Uh, if you don't know mm-hmm. what a podcast is, it's kind of like radio on the internet. So I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, but we're here, we're sitting in chairs, we have microphones, and I thought a, mm-hmm. a good a good jumping off point, a good way to uh, to start the episode, you know? Uh, when, when, you, when you make a, a podcast with somebody, Michael, when you create, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you create something as a podcast, it's uh, it's a serious commitment, you know what I mean? It's no joke, and uh, oh, yeah. you know it's it's episode 22 right now, and I realize that there's a few things that uh, that you and I still don't know about each other. So it's don't true. get scared. We're not gonna get uh, anything, you know, too too revealing here. But uh, I was just wondering, man, what what was the uh, scariest thing or some of the scariest experiences that you've ever had when you were like legitimately frightened? I love how you never give me time to prep for these. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) say, I don't know, for some reason, and this is not like, this is more of like a a non-conscious memory. This sounds weird. But uh, yeah, it was a dream, I think. Like I had this one dream I remember having as a young kid that really terrified me. And for some reason, I still remember today. Um, I was in my bedroom. I was probably like eight years old. And uh, it started off okay. It was kind of weird. Like took my pillow off the bed and there was like breakfast and so that was nice uh but then i started hearing like banging on my door but not my front door my closet door and so the door opened and it was like the skeleton and it started walking towards me like in a slow way like if it walked like normally or fast it probably wouldn't be as bad but because it was slow you know it was like geez i have a lot of time to get away but i don't because the front door was locked that's scary, bud. And as That's he scary. came in, bam, dream over. Yeah, it was terrifying, man. Wow. It's terrifying. Did you, yeah. Did you uh, like deny any witches, like a mortgage or something? Like, is that was there something like that, or maybe you like stole, you stole from one or something like that? I don't know why you would do. Like such in real a thing, life? But, yeah, in real oh, life. Oh man. Yeah. It's usually if you I, have no, a weird dream, sure. you know, it's because you like screwed over a witch, and then she's like, "Oh, I'll get you," you know. Jeez, I must have pissed off a lot of witches then, man. I must have done something. Maybe all of my content ever is just offensive yeah. to witches. Yeah. Mostly I'm just thinking about that movie, Drag Me to Hell. You ever see that movie? Oh. No, I'm thinking of Follow Me <laughs> or, or something. I like how you were yeah. excited about it, though, even though you weren't sure. No, you no. You did remind me of a good but, one, uh, but yeah. it wasn't yeah. the right one. Okay, yeah. well, those both, both of those are good movies, so... Check them yeah. out if you're uh, if you're listening out there. Check out those movies. What about you? What about uh, you? Oh man, we don't even have time to get into it. I can only loop though. You'll have to save it for a future episode. What? Maybe we'll talk about it later. I can't loop it six times, Michael. We have to get into the song. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowly becoming the villain of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are your deepest fears? Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna give reveal mine. All right. Well, mine are, I mean, I was going to share a real experience, but I'm glad that yours was like psychological. Okay, so uh, here we go. I've got a song for everybody here. I don't know if Michael's got his lighters ready or not, but it's okay if he doesn't. Door is closed? Door is closed. Okay, well, as long as the door is closed, you know? All right, even if it's not good, Michael's going to back me up here. Here we go.
Woo! Take me down to Photo Bro City where the lighting is right and the jokes are witty. Oh, won't you please take me home? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good enough. Good enough. <laughs> yes. Little, uh, that guns. is our philosophy. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> what do we want? Good enough. Good when enough. do we want it? Uh, Whenever. Pretty much <laughs> weekly release. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, that was a not great version of uh, Paradise City. We'll we'll work on it. Uh, the classic by um, Guns and Roses. Uh, we've got a gun and a rose on the podcast today. I'm not sure which is which. Uh, I'll let Michael pick. Uh, and I'll take the other one, but I am your photographer, Jared Poirier. And over there on the other end of this Zoom call is a wonderful friend of mine and a brilliant creative. Ooh. Michael, my name is Michael. How are you doing? <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say roses. We have roses on the podcast today. He's going to take the ro Well, we got one of each. So I, if you're the rose, then I'm the gun of the podcast. Well, I feel underprepared then. If you have a gun and I have a rose, then... Oh, well, oh you goodness. can still charm. You can charm with the rose or you can threaten with uh, the gun, right? So, right. So right, got you. Either, either way uh, could work out. And uh, since I'm from Timmins, I probably... I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that I've shot more guns than Michael Collins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've shot like four guns maybe. So probably more than Michael Costa. But. Yeah, I haven't shot a single yeah. gun. So Yeah, but uh, only right. ever only ever at like pizza boxes or whatever, but we're not here to talk about shooting guns uh, at pizza boxes. We are here to talk about what, Michael? Uh, photography. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I don't know. I was worried. Uh, all no, my, man, all my, prepara my preparation was highly photography related. Um, oh. So uh, we're talking about photography today on the show and specifically our photography bucket lists, right? Mm. Uh, so definitely uh, a topic when Michael Costa brought it to me. Michael Costa always brings brilliant topics to the podcast and he did not disappoint this week with this topic. Um, and one of the easiest ones to prep for as well. I had a quite, <laughs> quite yeah. a few things yeah. <laughs> uh, rolling around in my head, especially as we've done these episodes recently, right? Uh, you know, and, and even as we've uh, started to have more guests on the show, which is a trend that I really love, we'll probably uh, continue to, to do a little bit more of that type yeah. of thing. And yeah, uh, just, just definitely one that I think is going to be a fun one uh, in the historical uh, podcast records of the photography mm -hmm. brothers. So how do you think we should do this, man? Kind of uh, back and forth, like uh, back and good, forth, good old, man. good old game yeah. of football, tennis, um, whatever other sport, hockey, I guess, uh, where you pass. What's a sport where you don't pass? Boxing? You pass your hand through someone's face. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Not really the type of pass that uh, I want to receive, so that's why I stick to okay. the more the more team based, uh, not punch based sports. Um, but Fair. Okay. Anyway, man, uh, do you want to go first? Sure, man. Um, so I'll start with one that's uh, probably been on this list for a while. Um, clearly, though, know, 
I think everyone can agree that there's, you know, probably a bunch of uh, items on their list there as far as their photography bu bucket list. But today we're going to try limiting it to three. Um, so uh, my first one is going to be Tokyo street photography. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I, you know, one of my favorite movies actually probably would say it is my favorite movies, uh, Lost in Translation. And it's been that way for a long time. And I think one thing I always loved about that movie was just how prominent Tokyo was in it. Um, it was almost uh, its own character within that film. And so really fell in love with it um, in that in that kind of culture and um, following obviously a, quite a few of the photographers that exist within that street photography scene. And it's just awesome to see that stuff. So I'd love to go down and uh, shoot some street photography in Tokyo. Yeah, there's a reason why uh, so many movies are set there. Obviously, you have yeah. the Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, tons of Godzilla yeah. movies. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of uh, gangster films and whatnot that I haven't really gotten into. But uh, yeah, lots of lots of interesting things. Beautifully lit city uh, and mm -hmm. and where all cameras come from. <laughs> yes yeah yeah <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the land of cameras you're in the land of cameras so this is true yeah. you know that you're uh you know that you're among friends uh yeah i love that one man um maybe 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 you'll take me with you uh, we can do that one together maybe yeah, that's man. what me and michael are putting together here we're going to uh start up a patreon you guys are going to donate and we'll go and uh we'll go vlog it up and uh and we'll yeah. do this bucket list and we'll make it real i'm planning on making these real man i don't know about you oh 100 percent hundred percent with yeah with or without patreon you know we're gonna we're gonna find a way yeah oh 100 percent. even if we have to have patreon as a guest on the podcast uh -huh. we'll bring them on mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. and say look patreon we want to go to japan let's make it happen um here we go okay so i've got my first uh and i Probably, probably we should have explained what a bucket list means. <laughs> bucket list is a list of things list you really want to do. Uh, and so we're just talking about specifically but around photography. The why is it called really a bucket list, though? Uh, it's called a bucket list because it's the things you want to do before you kick the bucket. Which means? Be meaning death. Uh-huh. But death. why is it called kicking the bucket? Uh uh, is it like something to do with uh, hanging? I, I, oh, I don't really? want to get into it, man. I, oh. I actually don't know. I thought you knew. That's a decent uh, answer. No, I have no idea, but that one actually makes a lot of sense. So we're going to go with okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I'm glad a, we were able a... to, to squeeze in uh, some dark. <laughs> we, all, dark we, always find, we always find a way. And uh, speak, yeah. speaking of dark subject matter, uh, one of the things that I would love to do before I kick the proverbial bucket and leave this earth to uh, go hopefully shoot some good photos in the uh, the afterlife. Um, but I would love <laughs> to shoot uh, concert photography, specifically oh. like a huge metal show. Because for uh, for yeah. those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a big fan of metal. I like my classic metal bands. I'm into some like modern uh, metal as well. Uh, you know, your Meshuga, your classic uh, Opeth, Give you guys a little bit of uh a, you know a track list here gajira you gotta check those guys out check out that type of metal but you know your classics mm. uh your classic big bands uh that everybody in the metal scene really appreciates your iron maidens you know um your metallicas something like that would be uh 
would be a huge metal show awesome. to do. But yeah, that would be awesome, man. Just the, the scale of it, right? Like the fact that, that these bands like have so many fans all around the world and would come together, especially when all of this like BS is over here and thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we are, uh, we're all vaccinated and, and, and hopefully we can go to concerts again. And yeah, one of those like big, uh, you know, top top build uh shows would be cool but i would i would settle for a smaller show you know your ghost your mastodon something like that uh mm. would also be fun so you guys are going to get a, a a good uh a good list of things to check out when you listen to today's episode yeah. of the podcast i highly recommend all of those bands that i just said me and michael those are our favorite bands so <laughs> our our favorite band uh that's uh, awesome man yeah yeah man. dude that's like uh obviously i think you know i have a friend who who kind of gets to go and shoot to, obviously not now but i uh, got mm -hmm. to do a lot of that stuff so one thing is uh definitely hold on to that camera be <laughs> baby it times five, oh yeah you know what oh, i mean yeah. um, oh yeah things get really crazy especially if you're going to some really intense metal concerts there's gonna be mosh pits and stuff like that great for photography a lot of character a lot of stuff to capture uh, a lot of movement but uh yeah with that also comes um maybe a bit more aggression and, and oh for uh, sure just, yeah you know got to especially protect that camera especially but, uh, in especially in the metal scene right you're gonna want to strap that i've got a nice um peak design strap that like oh, nice, the camera nice. just it can't really come out of your hands uh you know i would recommend yeah something a bit durable but uh you know and probably you're gonna want to shoot with like a really long lens as well so that you can see everything but yeah that you have all yeah. of the beautiful lighting is already there um you know a, a lot of the work is done for you the scene is basically set and uh you've got your your long lens i don't know longer yep. the better i guess 2000 probably yeah. <laughs> two thousand millimeter yeah <laughs> 2000 f 1.8 that's yeah. gotta be mm -hmm. somewhere yeah that's gotta be maybe cheap. a million dollars that's got yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you're gonna want that that's and, awesome uh, yeah maybe something a little bit uh waterproof but in, in my experience as well though with metal shows right it's always like people think it's like super intense and, and dangerous which it is um but also metalheads are some of the nicest people and if you get like when i've been knocked down in the pit people pull you back up when i've lost my glasses you know people are like oh this guy lost his glasses so you know i'm nice. not familiar with that type of scene i might be able to handle that type of chaos better than uh, nice. some people out there now that i think about it because i handle the chaos of this podcast so you do you do and uh yeah. i thank you for that you're welcome. Uh, so on to my second one now. Let's move it over. Let's move it along here. But I do have a question related to, to concerts for after after. Okay, we'll save that. Uh, so on a similar fashion, um, kind of like something I'd love to be hired to do. Um, this is something that's kind of top of that, that specific list uh, as far as like client work. Um, I would love, love, love to shoot some sort of, uh, you know, holiday ad for uh for coca-cola and i know a lot of that is video but there are photo elements to that and i'd love to just be part of that project obviously a lot of people have uh, a lot of nostalgia tied back to uh, coca-cola and christmas and the holidays and so i'm one of those people and uh, i think it'd just be for me one of the most rewarding uh more rewarding uh gigs to have is to be able to be part of creating uh future nostalgia with uh photography i think it'd be cool interesting interesting yeah th those yeah. types of gigs i've never really uh been like as interested for like those like really 
corporate gigs, but you know, it would be, it would be a lot of money and, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of power and influence comes along with it as well. So I could, I could definitely see that a lot of reasons. You'd have a lot of resources as well if you were shooting that type of thing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I hear you. Like it's, it, it's definitely like maybe there'd be a big paycheck and stuff like that. I'm not even like literally thinking about that. I'm, I'm thinking about like how cool it would be like for myself as like a, like a milestone and as you know, again, tying back to personal nostalgia, being able to, to capture something that will be used for the holidays for coca-cola is something that for me would be like really really awesome not not from like a working with the big brand or whatever but yeah. just, you know personally well, yeah. what if you get approached by is this like purely a coca-cola fascination like what if like dr oh, pepper man. what if like mountain dew calls you up and it's like yo michael this is mountain dew we're gonna like um <laughs> we're sending you a it, check we're sending you uh a skid of Mountain Dew. Yeah. So let's say like 10,000 cans of Mountain Dew is on the way. And uh, 10,000 10, euro uh, is on the way as well. Yeah. So so you're going to make cool. it or, or are you yeah. holding out? Are you, are you going to tell you're going to tell Mountain Dew? You're going to listen, Mr. Dew. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming in today. I'm holding out for Pepsi. I mean, Coca-Cola. Click. So is is Mountain Dew a Pepsi company? I, I think no it idea, is, actually. right? Yeah, I, I think, I think I Dr Pepper is independent. So let's use Dr Pepper for the sake of the Dr argument. Pepper. Yeah, Dr Pepper. I mean, I love Dr Pepper, so it'd be cool to work with them. I think I'd do it just so that way, I, at least I have like a relatable experience. But uh, yeah. on a tie on a tie to what we were just talking about, Pepsi shooting something soccer related, that would be sick too. Just you know nice. those cool cool soccer ads. Yeah, uh, could could be fun, man. Yeah, what do you got, man? What do you got? Sports action. Okay, I got one for you. I got one for you. Uh, I'm just I'm just enjoying the podcast so much. I'm not trying to rush through it. You know, I'm just savoring it the way our listeners savor the podcast. That's why we get these huge numbers. Unbelievable. <laughs> so another uh, thing on my bucket list that I would want to do is, uh, well, you know, Chris really got me our uh, our guest on the last episode. Chris Chan, good. A uh, friend of mine, excellent uh, fashion, cosplay, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. photographer. Uh, yeah. I actually ended up getting the chance to ask him right here on the show, uh, like what would be something kind of a similar question that we're answering here, right? Like what's something that you want to do in your future uh, as a photographer? And he mentioned the world of set photography for film. Yeah. And that really got me thinking, uh, you know, I've done this before uh, for my friend Peter Hatch. Shout out to Peter Hatch. Shout out to Deform Lunchbox. If I remember, I'll uh, I'll link it. <laughs> great channel, <laughs> uh, great horror shorts. And uh, on and I, I'll probably remember to uh, put up some pictures as well, hopefully, of, uh, of me shooting on set here. Uh, but very fun, very uh, incredible experience and to do something a little bit larger scale, uh, specifically on a horror movie. I do love my horror movies. Uh, so I would love to be on set for that. I kind of originally yeah. thought like a real artsy horror movie, like the kind of, cause I really like my weird, like psychological artsy horror. So one of my favorite filmmakers in that respect is Ari Aster who made um, Midsummer and uh, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life, Hereditary, like oh, wow. actually okay. scary. Um, but yeah, though, I mean, that's like very like keep you up at night and like you'll be thinking about it for like the rest of your life and be scared in your soul. Like so uh, maybe not. 
<laughs> Maybe I don't <laughs> want to be on set um, for those those types of horrors. Uh, but something I, I really was like brainstorming uh, about it and uh, came up with a, a couple of potential filmmakers that I would love to work for. Uh, number one, like obviously if I could work for Guillermo del Toro doing some set photography uh, the, with the costumes and the lighting and everything in his film mm. and just being on set and shooting some yeah. photos of that stuff. Like in Pan, you've seen Pan's Labyrinth, bro? You've seen Pan's Labyrinth? I've seen stills, man. Like ironically, <laughs> but have yeah. you watched? You've never seen it? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. My uh, my horror movie uh, backlog is pretty large. Yeah. Well, bump that one up to the top of the list, man, because that <laughs> is a that is a cinematic achievement. Uh, Freddy, like a Freddy versus Jason or something, would be fun as well, right? Something where there's just mm -hmm. like ridiculous characters. Uh, yeah, anything like that would be pretty good. Um, where there's good costumes, good characters. Uh, would be a lot of fun and uh, similar to, um, you know, kind of show photography or uh, concert photography. Again, a situation where you just show up as a photographer, you're not hanging lights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of stuff is done. And, and I do enjoy that type of workflow as well. So, yeah. Uh, would you do something like that? I'd love that, man. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Obviously, we're both uh, big fans of, of film. Uh, I think we both probably revolve around uh, some different genres, but we do both love it. And so I think that'd be cool at least to do once. Um, but uh, sure. it does it does sound like a lot of fun. And, and, you know, you're kind of touching on some good points there where it's like, you know, something where there's some interesting detail and characters and, um, you know, even being able to get behind the scenes. And, you know, if it was like a Freddy uh, and they're applying the makeup and to get some really cool shots of of that happening and being applied to the the actor's face and, uh, I think there's so much uh, that you can kind of capture and, and make something uh, really cool. Um, so that's love, man. I, mean, I, I love that. That's love. I love that is what I meant to that's say. That's love. It can be love too, man. That's love, man. We can, we can uh, bring, we can bring love love through your earbuds. That's what we're going to call. Love through the earbuds. Our next Future podcast. Shows? Our, <laughs> yeah. um, our ASMR once we oh, do okay. our ASMR Sounds podcast. Sounds good. I'll let you stick handle that one um so <laughs> that's awesome dude um so you'll definitely need to give me some horror film recommendations after this podcast because i'm a little behind but sure. um yeah no definitely dude on to my third and last um not overall on my list but uh for this show uh, we only got time. More... We only got time for three. We only got. Uh, you only got time for three. It's all right. It's all right. We could be here all day. I think. Um, but I'm gonna say this is a bit more local, um, a bit more specific. So, you know, it's gonna be a little harder for people to uh, imagine. But uh, I'll try to source some images so we can send it across. Sure. Sure. Um, in I grew up in Mississauga. It's possible that you guys um, have have heard of Mississauga, especially if you're local. Uh, if you're outside of of um, you know Ontario. Um, or the country, then you might not have heard of it. And that's totally understandable. Um, we are Toronto's uh, little brother. Um, and I grew up there. And so I have a lot of nostalgia tied back um, to that city. And so um, there is a clock tower that is in uh, City Hall. And there used to be a restaurant there. It's been shut down. Um, but I've seen images, images from inside of it. And it just gives me this like you know, Doctor Strange inside the clock tower, like uh, Batman or, 
you know, really cool like gears and, and you know, the hands and oh, it just, it's really cool. And I've tried so many times, I've contacted different levels of government, uh, wow. you know, within, uh, you know, Mississauga City Hall or whatever, and it just, I can't get it going, but still trying. What um, if you just go and do it? What if you just get in there? No way. There's no way. No I way. have to go through City Hall, go up the stairs and then somehow unlock a door. You know what I mean? And then it's <laughs> well, like, how you did you get it? you got someone dressed like Batman, it's probably easier than you think, dude. I got a Batman costume. Let's go. Yeah. I don't think he'll make it. I don't think he'll make it <laughs> past the front door. <laughs> I think it will actually not help us at all. I think it, it will, won't make it as far. Is your, um, do you have a black whip? A bl- Again, I don't think walking in with a whip is going to help us. No, I'm uh, saying just, a, I, I meant a car. Like a Batman. Oh, a car. Model. Yeah, yeah, actually, you know, like Ghost Ride yeah. the Whip. I have a black car. Okay, a black car. Do you actually do? So, yeah, okay, you were we in it. This, dude. Once. Add this. Yeah. Okay, we'll add that to the bucket list. We're gonna take down Mississauga City Hall, and we're gonna get up in there and do our photo shoot, bro. <laughs> That'd be actually awesome. Um, actually, it's funny you say that because uh, the last element I wanted to touch on here really quickly was that I have a project that um, unfortunately I haven't been able to continue for a little while. It's called In My Head. And uh, specifically, that is what I wanted to continue there as a location and as a set for um, a character that is heavily modeled after Father Time. Uh, and so uh, obviously it would work out really well. But yeah, that's, that's the last thing I wanted to throw in there was to be able to kind of cre- uh, continue that creative expression and to continue that project, which I really, really love. And, um, and uh, but yeah, again, we have to get access and, and maybe uh, maybe it turns into a Batman t- t- time uh time uh traveling batman maybe maybe we can make it that uh <laughs> if you want to be part of it as batman it has batman <laughs> has traveled in time a bunch of times has he actually so, yeah the, there's a whole because like the flash by the being like super fast he can like do time travel or whatever so right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah 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 i don't know he like can go into the quantum realm and like fight against their reverse flash and then make him reverse time or whatever i don't know how it all goes down we'll have to we'll ask somebody (laughs) who knows more than me i don't know we'll have to have flash on the show we'll have Um, flash on the show yeah and uh and we'll ask him about it him and batman together future guests (laughs) of the pod um yeah that's a that's a good one though dude uh i got another one for everybody here uh my last one on the bucket list Another one based uh, off of one of the guests that we had on the show, actually. So, uh, you know, we had Kashif on the show. A friend of mine lives out in Jamaica, does some really amazing photography work, which hopefully I'll remember to uh, put up a little bit as I'm talking about it right here. But I would love to uh, go and do the type of thing that he does. And maybe by the time, you know, that uh, things open up a little bit, I've been down to Cuba before. It's not too far from Jamaica. Maybe we can put Mm -hmm. together a little island tour, you know, go down there. Maybe we'll stop at the uh, Dominican Republic, you know, go to a couple of spots in Jamaica and uh and and meet up with kashif and hang out man that would be uh one for my bucket list uh you know would cost a little bit of money maybe we have a client that's paying for it for some Mm -hmm. reason uh Mm -hmm. you know if anybody out there uh is like a swimsuit company (laughs) hit us up i guess or resort or a resort or a resort or you make boats maybe you make boats maybe you make (laughs) sunglasses maybe see there's a lot a lot of uh 
uh, a lot of industries that could that could be hitting us up here. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much that. I have a, a bonus one here as well, uh, which would be uh, learn VFX at some point. Not <laughs> not super related to photography, but definitely uh, on on the bucket list. I don't I keep making excuses. You don't actually really need that good a computer anymore to do it. You know, you can kind of figure it out. So yeah, yeah, I need to get get on that one. So that's, that's my bonus one. Uh, but but mainly uh, meeting up with Kashif and, you know, going down and experience like uh, the Jamaican culture and stuff like that would be awesome, man. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah, it is a little bit pricier if you are paying to go down there, unfortunately. But uh, actually, I was talking to my girlfriend recently about how like that's got to be a place we go like it, for photography, for relaxation, whatever, like Jamaica is it's a spot. Yeah. Okay, so we are at the news segment for today. Now, our buddy Jared has uh, selected a fantastic news story for us today, and it's uh, it's going to be an, an interesting one. I'm excited to see uh, you know where we take this conversation. Um, but uh, we're talking about liquid lenses. Liquid lenses. What are we talking? Liquid lenses. Liquid what are we lenses. saying here? Liquid lenses, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, uh, if Jared, if you want me to, to, to give a little bit of in, Intel here before we kick it off to you, or do you want, uh, do you want to take it? Uh, what sure, man. What's, what's the article that we're featuring today? You got the, uh, the title and whatnot over there. I do. I sure do. Jared. I'm glad you asked. It is our liquid lenses, the future of photography. This is written by Brad Wenz. Or Wendy's or Wendy's. I'm going to go, go with Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's. Well, yes. then that uh, immediately uh, makes me like them a little bit less. Um, uh, well, and, uh, the, sour, the sweet and sour sauce there is really good. We're going to talk about it later. But, I'm glad know. that the burger joint has good sweet and sour sauce. They have good um, burgers so, and good bacon. Anyways, go on. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they have weird square burgers. But F Stoppers <laughs> is the place where you'll find... Uh, Wendy's or Wendy's uh, or Wendez article. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're talking about a smartphone that um, isn't available in the United States of America, but this or Canada for that could, matter. Or Canada or North America. Um, it is uh, not here, but it is uh, over in Asia. And uh, hopefully we can find this stuff over here. Uh, soon enough so that we can start playing around with it. But why don't you tell them a little bit about what's going on with, um, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the, the name of the, the manufacturer. You oh. go for it. You got this. <laughs> okay, this one's for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's like Xiaomi. That's, uh, that as is far a as really good guess. Pretty good, right? That is like solid. Nice. <laughs> nice. You're, like, you're like, I'm that, impressed. That is 7,000% better than I thought you were going to do. hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is a amazing phone, uh, by that company that I just said, uh, called the <laughs> Mi Mix Fold. So this is a foldable smartphone. Uh, and as Michael said, this is the first phone uh on the market anywhere that uh that i know of or that michael knows of 
or yeah. probably anybody knows of uh, to utilize this liquid uh, lens technology on an actual smartphone here. And uh, yeah, they've got um, the ability to basically change the focal length uh, of the lens by kind of manipulating a area of like, okay, this is the part that kind of confused me a little bit. Um, the part that I do understand, it's an eight megapixel camera. So let's get that out of the way. <laughs> that part I get. Um, it has the ability to change between being a telephoto lens, like a 50 millimeter, uh, and also yeah. being a macro lens, okay? So something uh, interesting to think about here. Right now, we're only able to do two different types of uh, focal lengths. Um, the way this is achieved, as far as I understand, it's like water and oil, the way that those things interact can like change uh, your effective focal length uh, of your lens. Like, I, I don't fully understand it. I don't think any, we're gonna cover probably like three different YouTube videos slash articles today. I don't think any of these people understand it. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a very limited uh, amount of people who get it. Um, but what they are able to do with this phone apparently uh, is uh, create a situation where you have a bionic camera that can easily change between uh, a telephoto and a macro lens by changing focal length, like I said. Yeah. Um, what it can't do yet is change also into a wide lens, right? So that would be like, you know, your 17 millimeters or whatever, right? Whereas the normal uh, telephoto would be like a 50 millimeter. Um, the phone company in kind of a, a, a hilarious like surrender here, they just like have another lens <laughs> that does <laughs> that does wide. So underneath yeah. their, their, their bionic liquid lens, they have like just another lens there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, but this, this, the whole thing here is just like, I, I think everybody agrees that things that are getting a little bit of out of hand with phones, um, trying to have different focal lengths and the way that they achieve that is just by like putting more and more lenses on there. Uh, I'm gonna throw up a picture of the Light L16. I'll send this to Michael as well. He'll have a good laugh. Um, just a just a phone with a, a lot a lot of cameras. Probably too many cameras on that phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is kind of, you know, a, a, an issue I, I would say uh, is like, something that we have to kind of get past in technology. Uh, this is a problem on uh, smartphones uh, with the fact that you have so many lenses on there, but it's also, uh, depending on how you look at it, a potential problem for photographers. Uh, and this is kind of the implications of this further. Like imagine just having your camera and not having to buy a bunch of lenses because you've got this like liquid lens that uh, is based, you buy maybe one lens and it's every lens or something like that. So yeah. pretty, uh, pretty interesting to think about. Uh, one more term here that I'm gonna throw out uh, electro wedding. That's, uh, the process that they use there. So, uh, I, I guess it's similar to what Michael talked about before when you're shooting underwater photography and you like spit on your hand grossly and rub that on your lens. Um, I guess that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of like doing a little bit of, uh, you know, the old school way, not electro wedding, but you know, just hum human assisted wedding, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool technology, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that uh, that I missed there? Or yeah. In terms of the specs, yeah, so I mean, in terms of the technology. Yeah, I mean, you touched on most of it. I think, like, um, you know, another element of it is, of course, you know, uh, like Jared mentioned, you're going to be able to change that focal length. 
um, also be able to uh, adjust that focus all uh, all by you know modifying um, through uh, electronics or actually no mechanics uh, tied back to it uh, just reading through the article so I'm not too sure how that works um, but it's gonna be interesting yeah I mean one one lens uh, down the line I mean it's gonna be really cool to see if this makes it itself down if this is something that um, you know becomes an industry standard five years from now ten years from now um, but uh, to be able to you know have a, a liquid almost it was interesting seeing the ad almost look like an eyedropper they just dropped mm -hmm. it in and then i have it like kind of flux and and uh move around a bit and then be able to adjust that focus adjust that focal length that is an incredibly dynamic technology i'd be a little bit concerned about you know obviously sometimes we get these phones we keep them for a long time um you know is there some sort of I don't know if where is the right word but that is tied right. back to this the you know, durability is for sure a question Right. You know, what if you crack your phone? Is your lens going to leak out? You know, it's going to yeah, be a, well, a I'm looking weird at, thing I'm there. literally reading the notes for this podcast off of a phone that I've broken twice. Uh, I've broken <laughs> the screen first from one side, and then I recently was playing basketball, and then I broke it on the other side. Don't ask me why I had my phone in my shorts while I was playing basketball. Just not, not, a, smart, not, a, smart play, not a smart play. Um, but yeah, that was definitely my concern. I actually wrote in my notes here on my broken phone, Michael, yeah. Will I will I break it? <laughs> um, I actually haven't broken the on my uh, phone here. Um, the crack, neither crack is through the actual camera, which is nice. And uh, nice. on the same thing on the back here, I haven't cracked the back one. Uh, on my old phone, I cracked right through the camera, which did did make an, uh. did make for an interesting effect. Um, but yeah, uh, d definitely nice soft and yeah, yeah. no, it was just, it put like cool light, uh, like prisms and shit on your photos. It was great. Um, yeah. anyways. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a really cool technology, man. Excited to uh, to see how this stuff goes. Hopefully, we can get something like this in our hands uh, soon enough so we can try it out and see how that works. But yeah, um, yeah, really cool. Uh, they've also said that it's there's no compromise in image quality, but I think like, I mean, everyone's going to say that when I they come out with a new piece uh -huh. of tech. Right? Sure, so, I don't necessarily yeah. believe them, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. we'll see. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, cool to see it, and uh, hopefully uh, we can try it out soon. Do you think it's the works. future of cell phones, uh, smartphone photography? You know, it might be, right? Because like, I think from a business perspective, um, it might be more interesting for um, for businesses to like just invest in having one stock lens and then you can, you know, find a way to, to purchase other uh, lenses that you can mount and, you know, have it basically an inter inter-exchangeable lens system on your phone. I think from a business perspective, that would make sense. Um, maybe on pro pro models and stuff like that. But I think, you know, from a consumer, uh, consumer value perspective, I think this would be incredible. Um, and, you know, not having these, uh, massive, uh, bevels on the back, of your phone that are like yeah. have three four fucking who knows sorry language 10 uh cameras you know i don't know how many lenses we can add more to these phones man they're gonna get crazy so yeah. uh yeah man i don't know we'll see how it goes um and, and what about really with, we just gotta see how what about with cameras on that side is this gonna be the future of uh of cameras it'd be interesting um, it'd be interesting the, the hard part there though, right? Like we're talking about, um, like, d are we going to be at a point where you buy, you know, something that's maybe thin and it has, 
this, you know, liquid solution within it and you mount it. And then how will the electronics within the camera be able to interact with that? Like it definitely has to be, you know, cameras that have been developed specifically for that mount system and that in those lenses. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think there's a, like a lot of behind the scenes that has to happen, but for sure, it'd be for cool. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I make it lighter. See just from a business perspective, like knowing what I know about the camera companies and there's only really like three of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty, pretty, it's a, in that way, it's a small market that, uh, that you can kind of study and, and understand. And I, I just don't, I just don't see them doing it because then they're kind of screwing themselves over in a way, right? I mean, they're yeah. they're already marketing these interchangeable systems. They've been doing that for a long time. Uh, also, you know what I mean? Like if they can sell you on their body system every time that you, you know, because of the way that mounts work and we can get into adapters and blah, blah, blah. But essentially like you're, once you're in that system, you're buying their lenses, right? Like. I've yeah. got a Canon camera right now and I've got my, uh, you know, Canon lens on there and I just don't see, uh, you know, those, you know, at least the, the big three Canon, Nikon, Sony, I don't see them, uh, trying out anything like this. Uh, if it does come up, maybe as like a Kickstarter or something like that, I could see that. And that's why I'm so excited to announce our new <laughs> photo bros, uh, liquid camera, <laughs> Not only yes. is the lens liquid, the entire camera is liquid. Okay. It's, so you know what that yes. means. I don't, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. The only thing I can see actually uh, from a business perspective, this working mm. is if they find a way to, to, you know, bake in some electronics that can speak to, you know, the technology that we already have within oh, okay. cameras. Um, okay. And then like be, you can advertise it and say, this is lighter. Mm. You know what I mean? This is a lighter technology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and also, um, again, speaking to the business side, hey, you know, the image quality starts to go away after four or five years, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a compromise of like, hey, you have a lighter and versatile tool, but guess what? You can't have this lens for 20 years. You After five years, you have to buy a new one. Uh, okay, okay. You know? hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. could could be an angle. I could see them maybe coming out with like a, like a liquid lens that goes on to like an existing body or something. Maybe that's how we'll see this implemented. But regardless, uh, interesting to think about. Interesting that uh, people are trying to solve these problems, even if like, you know, maybe someone like you and I don't really perceive it as a problem. We're, we're just, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just happy to, uh, to follow these camera comp companies around like a sad dog and just take whatever <laughs> scraps they want to throw at us. But I'm glad that exactly. there's some people out there who are being like, why are you going to have a bunch of different lenses? You know, photographers, we'll just get in an argument about which lenses to buy. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah we're, we're limited in our thinking in that way so it's good that these uh these companies are you know really really pushing things and seems to be you know the the innovation is coming uh from from those spaces the kind of chinese and japanese uh market so we'll make sure that we uh both learn chinese and uh we'll mm -hmm. be able to keep you guys uh, especially michael so that's going to be uh, his assignment mm. for for next week's uh, podcast is learn is learn I'm on it. Uh, Mandarin. So 
Okay. He'll be doing that. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, if you want to see Michael do things that aren't uh, speaking Mandarin, he's got a, <laughs> or talking about photography for that matter, uh, you can go and find Michael Costa over uh, on this very same platform that you might be watching this podcast on, uh, which mm -hmm, is Michael Costa mm -hmm. Music over on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening yes. to this podcast on Spotify, guess what? Michael Costa music is still on YouTube. It doesn't actually make a difference. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and if you know, you might might not find yeah. any Chinese or Japanese on there, but you, you might, might find some Korean. You <laughs> do you do you speak any Korean on the? I, I that would be pretty cool. Maybe if you K-pop, yeah. If you introduced a, a segment like that, right? Ah, maybe uh, I should learn a little my bit. My name is Michael Costa, yeah. just for the thing, you know. There's ideas, yeah. ideas. Um, yeah. Another, another uh, great source of content. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, right there in your Spotify mm -hmm. app, you can find the Masha and the Dogs podcast, which is yeah. a great podcast uh, by my fiance Masha and she talks about historical dogs on there all of the uh, greatest dogs in history I recommended that she should cover the Taco Bell dog because um, I hey. think that would be, <laughs> you know you remember that Michael Yokito Taco Bell yeah. that dog and then, yeah. yeah yeah do you remember the Fido dog that'd be another one Oh, oh, I was trying to think of more dogs. The Fido dog, that's a good dog. <laughs> there you go. See, I wonder, I'll research it. Hopefully it's one, because sometimes you find out that there was actually like 10 dogs. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. This dog is like a lot of dogs. But anyways, uh, you can check those things out. Um, there's also some people, before we get out of here, uh, that we need to thank, Michael. Who would you like to thank? I'd like to thank the Fido dog. Um, okay, okay. And the Taco Bell dog. Um, I'd also like to thank Jared for oh. being here. Oh. Um, so that way I didn't have to, you know, just do this show. I wouldn't be able to do this show by myself. So thank you, Jared, for being on here. Oh, you could do it by yourself. Um, it just yeah, probably. But I mean, I gotta make you feel good. You know. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But thank you. Thank you uh, also to Michael. Uh, I also want to say thank you to Snow White and six of the mm. seven dwarves. Uh, but uh, not... Which dwarf are we leaving out? Uh, Sleepy? What's... Sleepy. Sleepy, yeah, you could you could leave him out. Yeah, okay. All the dwarves, so yeah. thank you to Snow White and all of the dwarves except for Sleepy. Uh, thank you to our listeners. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast uh, on YouTube. Uh, well, subscribe to the Galaxy channel. That's where you're gonna find the podcast on YouTube. You can also find it on Spotify uh, and every other possible place. Uh, if you look, uh, if you go to um, City Hall in Mississauga and you go mm -hmm. to the top floor, there's actually going to be a uh, 1965 gramophone uh, playing mm. in order uh, all the different episodes of our podcast. So, right. Uh, anything else, Michael? No, man. I, I'm glad that you covered the clock tower thing. I just wanted to make yeah. sure that was. Yeah, we yeah. want to make sure people know about that. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see you next week.